the Castaways. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelsey. And in today's episode, we'll be discussing something incredibly important that we feel might have been overlooked or underemphasized in previous episodes, especially when dealing with the paranormal. <laughs> but before we touch on that, Kels, where are we? And also, how was your day? My day <laughs> was pretty good, actually. Um, as I was... Well, voice messaging you before <laughs> Mars on our boomer shit, <laughs> always on our boomer shit. Mars retrograde has been rough, but today was actually the best day that I had this week. Mm-hmm. So Good. yay. Yeah. <laughs> I got to work on identifying some Apollo command module photos in the archives today. Nice. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for where we are today we're in the studio like usual drinking some tea some seltzer you've got some ice water grab some tea or any other beverage if you're joining along with us on this episode today i also got the ingredients to make angel food cake with (laughs) strawberries and whipped cream to make after we record because it felt applicable to our topic today oh hell yeah (laughs) I also wanted to let you know uh, where you can find us online besides the pod. Our Instagram is at the castaways pod, no spaces or underscores. On TikTok, we're at the underscore castaways underscore pod. And our email is the castaways.pod at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us on any of these platforms. And if you want, you can always share your ghost stories and paranormal themed experiences to be read on the pod too. So with all that being said, Sarah, would you like to start off the discussion this week? Yeah. In today's episode, we are covering protection, clearing, and warding, because Kelsey and I recently had a night, (laughs) a full morning, and afternoon the following day where we experienced some activity that we don't want to experience again, nor really discuss it at all. Uh, It's taken care of, and so it shall remain that way. Let's just say, nothing needs to try, nay, (laughs) nothing will attach itself to us. And so it is. (laughs) That is why in today's episode, we're discussing some of the ways in which you can protect yourself, cleanse your energy in your homes, and seal it against any darker or more evil energies that you really don't want hanging around. If this episode seems a little witchier in nature, it's actually very tied to the paranormal for us. Mm -hmm. If we go somewhere to do an energetic clearing, we are 100% going to protect ourselves spiritually before and after embarking on something like this. If you're a paranormal investigator and going to some really energetically loaded places, following some of these steps would be our advice to you. Some of the most well-known ways are clearing with smoke, such as with sage. Note that your standard garden sage can be dried and burned so that you shouldn't be purchasing Mm. white sage. Okay, more (laughs) on that later. And you can also cleanse by smoke with other herbs like sweetgrass or lavender. You can use a floor wash in your home that you can make as potent as you'd like. 
You can sound clear with a singing bowl, with bells, or even by actually just singing or even clapping like this, one of these like really loud piercing ones, while directing the energy out of your home with your hands or even around each other or yourself after an investigation. Mm -hmm. If you have carpets at home and not like hardwood or tile, you can make a carpet powder, basically where you just grind up whatever herbs you're using and sprinkle it onto your carpet and then vacuum it up. You can write sigils on your windows by blowing on it with your breath and literally using your finger to write it in. You can even use words here too if you want. Um, I usually do this on my mirrors, like after a shower. So do I. Mm -hmm. I do a ton of sigil work, especially on mirrors, like you said. And I just did a whole house cleansing where after I cleared my home, I blew cinnamon out through the doorways mm -hmm. and then marked the outside of my doors with some mugwort and juniper oil nice. and my own sigil that I made for protection just to, you know, fully finish the job. Mm -hmm. Cinnamon's really great. Uh, of course, you can also use salt at your doorways, which I would do after a cleanse of the space to seal it. Mm -hmm. You can even just walk around your home and imagine it being soaked and flooded in a white light. There are many ways to cleanse the energy in your home and even just for yourself. My favorite, though, is a floor wash because I'm both physically and energetically cleaning my space. I always love hearing how you make your floor washes mm -hmm. <laughs> quite intricate <laughs> or it can be if yeah. you want it to be right <laughs> super customizable also besoms or witches brooms while on the more pagan end here they are pretty potent and readily available tools especially around autumn I buy the cinnamon brooms each year and I have them at my doorways upside down that I flipped to stand that way after I cleansed my home around Halloween and I also placed one under my bed. I also flipped my welcome mat around so that it reads upside down when you come up my front stairs. That way it doesn't inadvertently <laughs> and quite literally welcome anything into my space because, uh-uh, <laughs> nope, this is closed. <laughs> I love that touch mm -hmm. of you flipping yep. the mats around. That's so funny to me. It felt like the period at the end of the sentence. Yeah. You know, or the exclamation point here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Personally, I like to energetically cleanse once a week, mm. but especially every time I have a run-in with the paranormal that isn't my family or yours, mm -hmm. I'm sure you do the same. Mm -hmm. But for those who are super new to all of this stuff, cleansing is really just the act of clearing out different, typically a little bit more negative energies from your own energy field and your home. There's a multitude of ways to do that, including the first one I want to mention, as it's a closed native practice that is not for anyone else. Mm -hmm. And it's the process of using smoke from sage to smudge, which is the act of wafting the smoke around you and your room or home or whatever space you're in, usually with a feather to clear out negative energies. I'm glad that you have the term smudge in quotes here because that's really a sacred Native American ritual that we do not take part in since we aren't Native American. 
We don't use the term smudge mm. as it is cultural appropriation. We can respect their practices and look up to them, but certainly not take it as our own. Again, closed practices are to remain that way. That's super important. Mm -hmm. The goodwitchkitchen.net states on this, and this is straight up verbatim from their article. You may know smoke cleansing as smudging, burning sage, and fanning it around your room with a feather. They are similar in that they use smoke to cleanse, but smudging is actually part of a larger sacred ceremonial act of purification used by various indigenous groups. Terminology is important. Smudging is pulled out of a more spiritually important context that is beyond just burning herbs. Why is terminology important? Words have power, and smudging simply does not belong to non-natives. Just four decades ago, they were legally prohibited from essentially practicing their own religion, and many are still fighting for the right to do so. Mm -hmm. The wellness boom has also led to the over-harvesting of white sage, making it less accessible to the communities who use it in their spiritual practice. They have asked non-natives to stop selling sage and smudge kits. You may see how it's an issue when non-native people take something so easily for themselves that others fight so hard for without giving a thought to its weight or history. Exactly. Not all natives practice smudging, nor do they all use sage, but it can be disrespectful to those who do. So it behooves us to find alternatives that are more ethical and aligned with our intentions. It's much better energy to be cleansing without harming marginalized communities. Mm -hmm. Another article I wanted to mention is from houseofformlab.com, where they lay out the meanings of some other herbs that can be burned for spiritual protection or for other uses. Cedar is a true medicine of protection to purify and return balance. Cedar trees are very old, wise, and behold powerful spirits. Cedar is used to heighten positive energy, to uplift feelings, and evoke positive emotions. It's very high in vitamin C, and it also makes for a great healing tea. Then there's mugwort, which is used as incense for magical practices such as spell work or divination, and it's said to enable connections to the other realms. Also known as black sage, it has powerful, natural, antimicrobial properties, and it's often used to relax the mind and calm the body. It's been traditionally burnt in smoke cleansing ceremonies or kept near the bed for protection while you sleep. Sweetgrass is said to be the hair of Mother Earth. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's calming and soothing with a unique vela... Vela? <laughs> Super unique. <laughs> With a unique vanilla-like scent. It brings in positive energy to you and your space. It is also known to bring a unique harmony amongst discord in your home. It has a deeply feminine energy with a soft, again, sweet scent. Yeah. Then we have Yerba Santa, which is a sweet and minty herb, which is usually burned to honor ancestors, enhance psychic abilities, and bring healing and protection. I also wanted to read a bit of an article by sparrowspite.com titled Five Ways to Cleanse Your Space Without Cultural Appropriation. These articles will link in the show notes as well. Someone told you that you need to cleanse your energies with white sage. 
Maybe they even told you it was called smudging. In every occult and even slightly witchy shop across the country, you will probably find packages of white sage, either loose or bundled, often with vaguely Native American imagery designed to make you believe that it's authentic. Mm -hmm. Nearly every witchy-themed Instagram has at least one post featuring a smoldering bundle of the fragrant plant somewhere on their feed. It's everywhere. Just because something is prevalent or widely accepted doesn't mean that it's right or moral. Use of white sage and the term smudging by non-natives is cultural appropriation. This isn't an opinion or debate, it's fact. Something that has been discussed and explained and elaborated on over and over again. You cannot uphold the beliefs of paganism while also participating in the oppression and erasure of a vulnerable community. Repeat that again. You cannot uphold the beliefs of paganism while also participating in the oppression and erasure of a vulnerable community. There it is, folks. (laughs) Not only does the prevalent use of white sage erase and misrepresent native culture, it also misrepresents what witchcraft is about and ignores the many other types of cleansing practices that are available for anyone to use. So here are five more alternative ways to cleanse your space without stealing from other cultures. So you can use smoke and incense to cleanse, but just use literally any other dried herb Mm -hmm. instead of sage to do so. Good options are cedar, bay, and rosemary, which are all readily available, and it'll do the same job as sage, Mm -hmm. so... Cedar and bay are good for healing and protection, while rosemary has particularly useful purifying qualities. You can even use steam in place of smoke by placing loose herbs in a pot of boiling water. You know, when I make my grilled cheese, I'll usually do Swiss and then I'll coat it with rosemary. And it's (laughs) so good. uh, Protected. (laughs) Inside and out. Yeah. Another thing that you can do is make an elemental elixir spritz, and it has an added bonus of being handy for several other uses like warding or adding to ritual baths. An elemental elixir can be made from any four ingredients aligned with earth, air, fire, and water. So some usual choices are lavender to represent water, mugwort to represent air, basil to represent fire, and chamomile to represent earth. To make the elixir, you combine all the ingredients in a pot of boiling water and steep for 13 minutes. You let cool, strain, if you want, and transfer to a dark glass bottle. Add equal parts of cheap vodka as a preservative, if you're of legal drinking age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Store away from sunlight and transfer to a smaller spritz bottle as needed. It's also such an easy thing to bring with you to a a paranormal investigation. I mean, really, if you think about it, it's basically just holy water that you personally created. Mm -hmm. Also, mugwort is from the ragweed family, so choose something different for this element if you have those allergies. (laughs) Also, if you're allergic (laughs) to anything, don't use it. (laughs) Exactly. Be be smart. Don't take our word for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Next would be dusting. This method is exactly the same as smoke cleansing, except you don't actually have to burn anything. It's especially great for those with asthma or allergies. Also, perhaps if you live in an apartment where you can't burn anything. Mm -hmm. 
Make the same motions you would if you were using smoke, but visualize a cleansing energy being released in place of the smoke. If you like, you can break off small pieces of the bundle and scatter them across windowsills and doorways, hence the term dusting. <laughs> you can also sweep just using your regular household broom, and you quite literally sweep the floors. Or you could take a more ritualistic approach by using a decorative hand broom and simply making sweeping motions in the air. Begin at the top corner of your house or space and sweep towards the main entrance. Bells. And this is more in the realm of sound clearing. Mm -hmm. Bells are used across many cultures to both call up energy and cleanse or prepare spaces. Be aware that some specific kinds of bells or sound makers can belong to closed cultural practices and should be avoided, unless you belong to those. In general, handheld bells or chimes are an open practice that anyone can use. Some people like to use the same motions they would for smoke cleansing, while others use a four corners approach. Choose whichever suits your practice. Just, uh, something I did recently when I was cleansing, I have, this is silly, I have my grandfather's tambourine mm. and it's kind of large. So I put it over my neck <laughs> and as I was like moving through, like clearing the space, I was also sound clearing. I love that. My ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> That same website, their disclaimer, which I'm going to read here as well because it's super important. We are not doctors, and again, if you're allergic to something, don't use it. When in doubt, just don't. Okay? Okay. As always, whenever using any plants in your home, research them thoroughly and make sure they won't have any harmful effects on you, your pets, or anyone else within the space, especially, again, if there are pets or children present. Just because it's natural does not mean that it is safe. Completely. Meditating on releasing negative energies is another great option, but my personal favorite is a cleansing bath. Mm -hmm of which I do cheat at a little bit because bathtubs to me are medieval filth cauldrons. <laughs> so I do my cleansing in the shower. <laughs> um, I'll use specific bath bombs like rose and or lavender, and I'll use some Epsom salt, all of which are great for cleansing and protection. Mm -hmm. I work with the water element the easiest, which is also kind of funny because that's the element I have least of in my natal chart. But I like to ground in the shower while the water... The, the, the water... <laughs> while the water... <laughs> while the water pours over me. <laughs> while the water pours over me. Making sure to feel my connective cord go deep into the earth mm. and my other cord from my head straight up to the universe. Mm -hmm. I let all the energies flow into the ground to reset, release, and revitalize my own energy. And I mentally picture the universal cord as being cleared of all energies, so I have that open, like, regulated headspace. Mm -hmm. Of course, though, that's just my way of cleansing my energy. So what do you like to do? What's your preferred way? My go-to method is, a, well, for my home, anyway, mm -hmm. is a floor wash to start, then burning a mugwort or herbisanta bundle and finishing it off with sound clearing. 
My floor wash begins with a few drops of essential oils like tea tree, lemongrass, and sweet orange or patchouli if I'm thinking about like my ancestors. Then I add just liquid dish soap, your typical Dawn, <laughs> whatever I have on hand, <laughs> and very hot water. Lately, I've been running my tea kettle for boiling water to make a tea of some protective herbs that I'll add to my mop water. This week, I used a bunch of stuff. <laughs> uh, some of them were birch bark from a sacred place to me in the Adirondacks. Mm. Then I had some Adirondack pine, lemon cypress, mugwort, hyssop, blessed thistle, St. John's wort, rosemary, and a few others. So I cleaned all of my floors in every corner from the back door to the front door. It's super important to always open your windows and crack your doors if you can. Mm -hmm. Careful of your animals and especially make sure that if you use herbs and oils that they're safe for pets and that your water is incredibly diluted. Of course. So like that one mug that I would make of that herbal tea, I would pour into three separate buckets so mm. it's only like a third of it in a huge bucket of water super diluted right then i smoke cleansed with an herbisanta bundle again with the windows open ushering the energy also out the door while inviting in positivity that i welcomed into my home from back to front then i went around with a singing bowl for sound clearing I'm a vocalist and dating a sound engineer who's also my bandmate, so sound is really important in this household. Again, back to front, windows open, ringing the singing bowl and just banishing negativity and inviting in the light. I picture a golden or white light washing over all of the walls, the floors, and the corners in my home, especially the closets too yeah. and under the bed, all of that. It takes a while for all of these steps, but to me, it really just feels equally as important if I'm trying to banish these spiritual nasties. Right. I had to clear a specific room in my house a few months ago mm -hmm. because the energy that was lingering in there from somebody who used to live in that space mm -hmm. was extremely toxic and frustrating to the point that anyone who slept in there, even a friend who had stayed during the summer woke up just like super irritable and off mm. my favorite way of clearing a room or my house is using smoke because in my mind's eye the smoke grabs onto the negativity and the darker energies and then just literally wafts it out mm. of the room like you said i always make sure to at least crack a window too mm -hmm. if there's a window in that room mm -hmm. and then if there's not a door just so that the negative energy has an exit out of my house. Yeah. But if you're clearing a room and don't have a window, like I said, cracking open a door works just as well. Mm -hmm. I also like to use a juniper incense to help aid me in the clearing because historically juniper has been used to purify like protective spaces. Oh yeah. And that's exactly what I was trying to do. Of course, you don't need juniper. There's a ton of other alternatives like patchouli, sandalwood, cinnamon, and of course, dragon's blood. Mm -hmm. We love some dragon's yes, blood. Yes, we do. If you're just starting out with cleansing or you want a super powerful smoke to help clear a spake, a spake. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
to help clear a space, (laughs) dragon's blood is definitely the way to go. Then after that, as Sarah mentioned, I like to use my singing bowl to really cleanse the space entirely. To me, the smoke lifts it away and the singing bowl kind of like blasts through everything else to Mm -hmm. make the room totally energetically clear love that Mm. i also got you that singing bowl so i love that you're using it of course i am (laughs) (laughs) so now that we've discussed protection and clearing we just want to touch on warding and what that entails because that's super important especially in this line of work Mm -hmm. so warding is the act of cleansing and protecting a space home or even an object usually through ritualistic or spell-like means, but it's super customizable, and as always, it's intent that is the most important. You don't need to spend money on any supplies if you don't want to. I have some jewelry that belonged to my ancestors that I always wear when I go somewhere to clear the energy. It just makes me feel more protected. Right. Like, you could put the intent of protection onto a bay leaf and then bury it somewhere Mm -hmm. in your yard and be protected that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they sell them at the dollar store. I'm sure they do. Big fan of the dollar store on this We love the dollar store (laughs) here. I mean, you could literally just, at least if you're in the Northeast, you could go outside right now, pick a leaf off the ground, Mm -hmm. and then use that. You don't even need a bay leaf. Mm Mm-hmm. I do like to use my own personal spells, though, that I create toward for protection. I work mainly with cosmic energies, so I always use specific objects to represent the universe within my practice as I'm creating the ward. Mm. Uh, For example, whenever I ghost hunt or go to a haunted place, I also have specific ancestral jewelry that I wear, Mm -hmm. but I warded a piece of tektite that I carry around, which if you don't know what tektite is it's really just a piece of meteorite that Mm. crashed into the earth but it helps me ground and open up to the place while also being super great and powerful at blocking negative energies and negative spirits from getting too close or attaching themselves to me Mm -hmm. or anything on me and that's such a huge powerful visual Mm -hmm. a meteor crashing quite literally into the earth (laughs) right how can that not be grounded exactly (laughs) it's like it's doing the same thing but to the negativity it's like yes no yeah (laughs) not today (laughs) i'm a huge fan of speaking about (laughs) crashing into the earth (laughs) of burying jars and wards Mm. sustainably of course Mm, obviously right but honoring and showing respect for the earth element is so important i carved a white pumpkin as a ward on halloween and left it outside my front door with a little battery powered tea light and it's still there I gave the pumpkin the intention of warding off the spiritual nasties <laughs> before it begins to rot. I will be burying it in the front yard or like just off to the side of my house to return its energy to the earth and show it respect by thinking of it as a ritual while also still keeping up my wards. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't just throw that in the trash. That right. doesn't feel right to right. me. Plus, it's cute. Yeah. (laughs) His little teeth are adorable. His little carved teeth and a smile. And, like, I always like to give my carved pumpkins back to, like, the squirrels. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. 
But I really like sending things back to the earth. Mm-hmm. Plus the waste of billions of pumpkins that right. are carved every autumn shouldn't just go into landfills. Just compost them or bury them or leave them out for the little animals. Yeah. If you have some seeds in there, maybe it'll grow eventually. Just be mindful. But after I did all that cleansing the other day, I poured a line of salt at each of my doors that led to the outside. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like that made a difference too. Definitely. I also want to emphasize that you don't need to be a witch to practice protection from the other side if you're going to haunted places. Right. You don't need to know the first thing about witchcraft no. to protect yourself. Mm-mm. That's not really what this is about so this is what we do but you can do whatever you want for example (laughs) as a kid before i knew anything about witchcraft or any of this i really loved that 1996 movie michael with john travolta (laughs) which portrays the archangel michael in this ultra relatable kind of schlubby character who gets in bar fights and smokes cigarettes Mm -hmm. but still performs these healing miracles anyway um i hear about archangel michael a lot and his sword that he uses for protection against evil seems like a really powerful symbol yeah i'm not roman catholic but i still think that there's power there oh absolutely and i have talked a little bit about my struggles growing up Roman Catholic, Mm -hmm. but it was still super cool because, I mean, you go to church and they really do these ritualistic things anyway. Mm -hmm. If the, I think if they just, uh, packaged what they do better, (laughs) they would have a lot more millennials maybe interested, Mm. but I always, what I always looked forward to was when the priest held up the Eucharist and he like, blessed it or whatever and it was like a chant yeah that ritual Mm -hmm. of doing that was always so cool to me yeah (laughs) so there's definitely power there yeah and with all spiritual relationships honestly just like ones with other human beings right (laughs) there's give and take push and pull you get what you give Mm -hmm. uphold your promises though that's important not all deities have enduring patience (laughs) for your bullshit (laughs) So just make sure that if you work in that realm, you can live up to what you say that you're going to do. I mean, that's pretty generic good life practices anyway. No one really likes flaky people. (laughs) Exactly. There is certainly a balance to be struck with the relationship between you and your deities, should you have one. Honestly, even with the other side, just in general. Yes, you know, completely. Mm Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I didn't have to clear out as much energy as you did because everything that happened happened at your place. Mm -hmm. But that's closed now. But it's closed. As I said earlier, this is a closed set. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So this time around, I just did my own energetic cleansing to make sure I didn't bring anything home with me. Mm -hmm. Talk to my ancestors and deities about protection oh and your ancestors were here (laughs) oh they were yes Jean, who we talked about in the first episode yeah my grandmother she was like "Mm -mm, nope oh she showed right up yeah she said we are not doing this today (laughs) anyways so obviously as i know i'm protected but just cleansing my home as i said we're all golden now baby yes exactly Even if you're just going into cemeteries, 
just say that nothing is allowed to follow you back. Right. Keep up your guards. That being said, Kels, what are we up to for the rest of the night? We are going to be eating some veggie lasagna. And then that angel food cake that you were talking about. (laughs) And that's about it. (laughs) Honestly, it's probably going to be an early night for us. Mm -hmm. We do love a good early to bed Friday night sometimes. We are in our late 20s, -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we can't. We can't hang until 4 a.m. every no. single weekend like we used to be able to. <laughs> no, I'm uh, in bed by 9 p.m. with my candles and incense <laughs> or essential oils, you know, heating pad on my <laughs> lower back. <laughs> Comfort TV on. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that old. But <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, as always, Mm -hmm. and we hope you all had a lovely Halloween last week. Once again, we're we're the the Castaways. This is a closed space surrounded by white light. Mm-hmm. And so it is. And so it is. Okay. <laughs>